0: The Field, a Terre des Hommes podcast.
1: Stories from people committed to protecting children around the world. Welcome back to The Field for this second episode. This is Xavier Collin in Lausanne, Switzerland. COVID-19 has already affected millions of children living in some of the most disadvantaged parts of the world. Well, in today's episode, we'll talk about how innovation can boost humanitarian aid. For example, in the refugee camps in Nigeria, frontline workers are designing innovative tools to prevent children from contracting the virus and also from being denied access to healthcare. With us now is Anthony Clay C.A., Head of Program in Nigeria. Well, thanks a lot for uh, being with us on this podcast from the field. First of all, tell us about your, the context in your area. How were you affected by COVID-19?
2: I currently stayed in Nigeria. And as you all know, Nigeria is the uh, most populous country in Africa, where about uh, 50% of the population lives in extreme poverty, in terms of how has the uh, pandemic affected me as a person, I have tried to adapt a new lifestyle. Uh, when I'm at the guest house, we are not able, uh, I'm not able, to monitor staff activities beyond the office. Mm-hmm. So, uh, my interaction, my daily interaction, even with staff on a daily basis has changed because of the consciousness and how this whole COVID can be spread from one person to another.
1: One question about about how does the pandemic affect the families and the children you know in Nigeria? Can can you give us an example of this?
2: As we all know, COVID-19 signs and symptoms are quite similar to other diseases. For example, malaria, which is common in Bono State, Uh, diarrhea, these are all common illnesses and they have similar signs as with uh, COVID-19. The way how families have been caring for the loved ones and sick family members have drastically changed and it's all because of the issue around social distancing, uh, being careful and making sure that we don't uh, touch uh, our sick ones or come in close contact with them. In terms of children, the first thing that comes to mind is uh, school. Children's education has been greatly disrupted to date. How children are going to return to classes is still unclear because uh, unlike other countries that have some sophistication in terms of technology, in terms of good public health facilities, We don't have that in Northern Nigeria. So getting children back to school, uh, it's another key issue and the education of children has also been greatly disrupted and impacted by COVID-19. Not only that, one of the ways, especially for children that I work with in Northern Nigeria, children that are in displaced camps, Children that are in mischief settlements. One of the ways we help to rebuild trust and normalize these children's life is by supporting them in play groups. The COVID 19 has impacted children's ways and methods of play. The way how children play uh, freely with one another, that can no longer exist. I gave you a story of a family. There is this uh, 12 years old girl. And when one of my visits, I just decided to ask her uh, what's happening now that they are not in school and uh, COVID-19 is also not giving them the opportunity to play and engage with their friends. And all she said, was, what has happened now is because income within the family have reduced, so she's been supporting her single mother to ensure that they are doing small businesses to have uh, their daily needs met. So this COVID-19 has not only disrupted children's school, but because children are no longer going to school, they are using their time for income generation to help sustain their families. And that have also led in some instances to where children, especially young girls, have been exploited either sexually or physically by people they come in contact with while engaging in these income generating activities. The COVID-19 has disrupted the entire world and uh, working in a situation where we have vulnerable population, I, I again muster the courage knowing that there are children in need of some services that can impact their entire life. I'm able to raise a child that has been sexually abused, to deliver some uh, case management support. That has been my motivation over the time.
1: Well, Anthony Claissier, as you know, this podcast is, is about innovation. And when we hear the word innovation, we think of gravito. Now, how does that work? And may I ask you, is it as simple as it looks?
2: It is quite simple and not just simple. But it's also fun for children. So, uh, the Gravito hand washing system uses recycled water. In Nigeria, where we work, Northern Nigeria, there is a high scarcity of water, especially water that is free of pathogens. So, this system, which has been set up to uh, filter recycled water, has been quite useful in terms of uh, uh, giving children the opportunity to have fun while washing their hands and also uh, washing their hand through a medium that they've never seen before. Uh, the Gravito, it's set up in such a way that uh, you don't need to have uh, a back flushing. You don't need to have cleaning of membrane. What we required for the Gravito, it's just regular supply of water and that could be on a daily basis based on the number of people that are using the system. And this system works in a way that children or even people with disability are able to use their foot to pedal and then allow the water to flow through a tube where they can wash their hands safely. And uh, it's it's so fun because it's like um, uh, having a pipe on water in a community that have had no access. And most of the children we work with, they haven't seen how pipe bone water runs. It's quite an innovation and it's quite simple to use and to manage.
1: Let's stay for a moment in the world uh, of innovation. Is there anything in particular that you would expect from innovation like Gravito?
2: I think this is an opportunity and what, our pro- what I would want us to do is to market more of this so that we can have more of this system being placed in places where uh, we have children and communities that have limited access to water. Because for me, just utilizing recycled water, that comes out clean is quite key and that can go a long way in the fight against COVID, which we might have with us in the coming months or years. So I think gravity should be something that could be looked at widely and then uh, making it more localized, like how do we build some of these systems with more local materials because there has been attempts to localize the installation and the materials being used.
1: Well, you seem to me to be very motivated.
2: I am. When it comes to gravity, I am. This is, uh, it's my first time uh, I've been in uh, humanitarian service for the last 15 years. And my first time coming across such innovation that makes children not just smile, but also help keep them safe. It's, it's really a, a motivation for me. and It brings me so much joy, understanding the impact just a hand wash could have on a child's health.
1: Okay, Anthony. Thank you very much. Why don't we go now to Burkina Faso for another experience in terms of innovation? Today with us we have Florian Triclin, who is based in Dakar. He knows all about Burkina Faso and the Yeda. But first of all, Florian, thank you for being with us. What would you say the impact is the COVID, you know, impact is on local populations?
0: Uh, thank you, Zagy. Thank you for your question, and um, it's more about indirect impact. In Africa, the lockdown measures, the transport that have been stopped uh, by, the, by the local governments, have uh, plunged the people in a, in a really uh, dangerous situations. I mean that they do not have uh, revenues anymore. Uh, at the beginning of the crisis, they even stopped to go in the primary health care centers, so uh, there was a, a lack of vaccination for the children. There was a lack of, uh, of preventive care for the children. So the, the, the crisis was more, uh, has more indirect consequences on the, on the children.
1: Tell us about YEDA. What exactly does that mean and why it is becoming so well known now?
0: Uh, YEDA uh, is a, a digital health approach. We are providing a, a, a tablet in each Primary healthcare, uh, where where we are, we have digitalized the WHO protocol for the consultation of children, and primary healthcare workers uh, have a, a several questions. And uh, at the end of the of this uh, of this consultation, they have a, di- a diagnostic for the for the children. So it's really it's really simple for the for the healthcare worker. that uh, sometimes have are not really well-trained. It's also an an approach in which we we are coaching the health worker and trying to improve, first of all, the diagnostic, of course, but also the the skills of the health worker. We are also able to collect, after that, uh, data uh, directly from the field.
1: I understand. And, of course, uh, during this uh, difficult period of uh, coronavirus, uh, I suppose Ieda is a big help to all those health workers.
0: Yes, of course you're right. This is a really good help for them because uh, I've tried to to think how adapt and how use the tablet, which is in uh, uh, today in seventy percent of the primary health care centers in uh, in Burkina Faso. So the 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 best way to to use that uh, to fight the the COVID nineteen was to. Um, to use this tablet to perform a sort of triage at each uh, primary health care center, we have digitalized an algorithm uh, which is able to to, to identify suspects uh, of COVID-19. So that was the simplest way to adapt YEDA.
1: But considering what you've just said, are you still hopeful about the future, and do you still count on these innovation tools like YEDA?
0: Yes, of course, we have uh, noticed uh, in the past that uh, uh, YEDA uh, was really helpful for the the population. More than 90% of the consultation are made through uh, YEDA. And we can see that the diagnostics are better. And uh, I'm really hopeful uh, because I noticed that uh, YEDA is uh, uh, able to be be adapted to every situation and so yes i think that uh, that innovation is uh, is really helpful for this population.
1: Thank you thank you Florian Triclin I recall that you're the Yeda manager you're based in Dakar. thank you for being with us. Thank you all for listening to the field. Our next episode will be on children living in detention facilities and we'll examine how covid-19 is deepening their distress. Sanitary restrictions have drastically reduced their contact with their peers from family members to their inmates and also social distances are aggravating the situation. Thank you for your attention and stay tuned to the field.